Hi everyone, my name's Steve Tudor and welcome to the Young Boys Champions League Review. It's a show that's far too mature to make jokes about the name of the host stadium. Besides, you'd have to be a real jerk-off because it tugs at the heartstrings. <laughs> going into tonight's game, victory... <laughs> keep going, keep going. I'm, I'm not proud. <laughs> going into tonight's game, victory was confidently expected, but injuries were feared. Let's assess how it all played out with two guests who are illuminating and bright compared to Ian Dark. It's Howard and Chris. Hi, Howard. You there? I am, yeah. A bit bugged up, so I apologise oh, for that. Yeah, so. it's the time of year for it, though. Yeah. yeah. It's the dark nights and dark mornings. It's depressing, yeah. I'm just glad I didn't have to write the intro today because <laughs> you know, there's been a lot of lip biting, let's put it that way. Yeah. Do you know what? I... I Obviously, I know most of them anyway, but I, I typed in in Google euphemisms for masturbation, right? Just so, you know, for the intro. And one that came up, honest to God, right? And this is a proper euphemism, apparently, looking for clues with Fred and Daphne. I d- what? Hey? I from Rainbow? Sa- from Scooby-Doo. Oh, sorry. Was <laughs> there no a Daphne in Rainbow? Uh, no, no. no. No, but that makes no fucking sorry, Chris. I'm really holding off introducing you here talking it's about okay. wanking, but yeah, hi, Chris. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine, I'm fine. Uh, um, um, I I've never heard that that reference before, no. but but the one thing I the one thing when we're talking about peculiarities with Rainbow, do you notice how how Bungle got dressed to go to bed? Which means no. he spent the entire time naked. He put pajamas oh, on and went to bed. Yes, so yeah. he was na- that means he was naked the whole time. It was a peculiar thing it was sending out. But no, I think um, I think I think Young Boys Stadium is up there with the German name for the German national football team, which is Mannschaft. And yes. it's, they're just they're just irresistible, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Something about Germany, Austria. It, yeah. it, it doesn't yeah. it never translates well, does it? <laughs> it just it just appeals so much to our carry on culture. We can't help ourselves. <laughs> yes. <can we? laughs> but yeah, if if anyone can make sense of that Fred and Daphne euphemism, please feel free to let us know. Or oh, don't actually. No, no. Let, let's move on. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> never talk about it again. Yeah. <laughs> Howard does the admin, so please let him know on Twitter. <laughs> um, Going into the game last night, um, I'll start with you, Howard. Were you concerned about the artificial pitch? Uh, I feel they should be allowed to have them, but not that much, no. Uh, you feel that, that they, sh- they shouldn't be allowed to have them? No. Right. It's a okay. bit weird, isn't it? I'm Actually, sure you're yeah, not allowed yeah. to in England, I mean, Just uh, reminiscing about the days of Preston and Oldham and uh, QPR yeah. had them as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure why it's allowed, to be honest, because it's such a different surface. But when my rudimentary reading up on it, uh, opinions are split on whether it really does cause injuries. What it clearly does, as uh, Erling Haaland was pointed out after he was subbed on the bench, is it burns (laughs) you big time. Anyone who's played on this sort of surface knows that anyway. Uh, You can get over that unpleasant as it is, but there is some thought, you know, some researchers say lower half leg injuries basically because of the traction on the pitch it can cause more injuries. Some studies say it makes no difference. I wasn't that bothered to be honest. I think more the discussion we had on the preview about resting play was more about the derby as much and our situation in the group as much as the plastic pitch. But the way some people have talked about it, you think there were landmines scattered around the pitch and... <coughs> You know, it was a small concern. I think you have to factor in also with it 
the concerns about, well, we're in a good position here in the group. We can make changes and it's a derby on Sunday. And there's some players, which I'm sure we'll get to, we'll discuss Steve, that you wouldn't want to see near the pitch for other reasons, you know, mm. even if it was on grass, basically. So. Yeah, we're going to get to that very shortly. I just want to come to you, Chris, as regards to the pitch. Obviously, you've refed on any number of different mm. types of pitches. What, mm. what were your thoughts towards it last night? Um, and do you believe that there should be a pitch like that in a Champions League game? I, th- I think it's important to recognise that artificial pitches, the kind of artificial pitch that young boys had in their stadium, is not the same kind of artificial pitch that Luton Town laid on yeah. their, in their ground in the 1980s. There's been massive advancements. I, I've, I've mm. played and officiated on highly advanced, like what they call 3G artificial pitches. Um, and I think I think the big difference is, is that it, it, the pitches don't, they're designed not to be as vulnerable to the climate as as um, grasses so therefore they don't give like grass gives even 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 uh, grass pitches at the highest level they still have some give with them which allows a player to, to slide or it doesn't jolt a player's leg i think that's what happens with artificial pitches but i think it's um it does seem a strange anomaly that the uefa has allowed it to be on there because because it means that um young boys have a unique advantage over mm. any other team in, in the competition but I kind of agree with Howard. I think it's proved to be more of a distraction, really. It's, it, it, it's that thing about you can say at this level you shouldn't have an artificial pitch, but you can also say at this level it shouldn't affect players uh, in, in the team. So I, I wasn't that concerned about it. If we were playing a team who was of an equal quality to us on their artificial pitch, I'd be a little bit more concerned, but I, didn't, I wasn't that concerned about it. I think it's a bit of a distraction. But yeah, it was evident. You could see from Haaland, his yeah. arms... At his side, he was showing on his hands. He'd, he'd got burned because he'd been on the ground quite a lot in, in his challenges. So I, I do think I do think there's something to be addressed. There should be a, a uniformity of pitches across the I whole get, competition. Yeah, to play devil's advocate, I guess it gives him a disadvantage for the away legs, does it not, if they're so used to playing on there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. City, I mean, if you've ever done the, the stadium tour at City, you'll know modern pitches are partly artificial now anyway. Yeah. But of course, there's grass growing as well. Just as a, a caveat, I was watching Premier League years, came up, 2002-03, came up yesterday, and Chelsea played a game on a beach, basically one of their home games was complete, there was no I grass on the that, pitch, barely yeah. at all, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. So I, I said on the preview, they did do it for financial reasons. They did it in 2014 because they wanted to host events on the in the mm. stadium as well. So, mm. yeah, they did. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> Lots of football clubs host events as well, but... I think as we discussed the match, it, it plays differently, but that could happen on grass as well. Obviously, you've got different, you know, grass is cut differently by different teams. You've got different weather conditions. So it's all part of the preparation. Why City have so many pitches at the academy. So. Yeah, it could be said as well that Chelsea played on the beach for the second half of last season as well. Yay! Hey, <laughs> also, my, uh, just to chuck in a, a little takeaway about this, how bad were Preston back in the day? Because Oldham, Luton... And um, QPR, they had some of their finest areas, didn't they, on, on their plastic pitches? Mm. Preston was still rubbish. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, six changes made to Pep's lineup. Um, Chris, I'll come to you on this. There's some interesting ones which we are going to discuss. Um, yet the one which really kind of ignited the WhatsApp group and presumably kind of you know ignited discussions across pubs and, and living rooms around the country, Rodri starting. This felt like a game that he could have he could have been rested for, no? I have to say that 
I was a little bit perplexed by this because it's it's it, I couldn't quite understand the rationale of wanting to rest so many players for two reasons. One, okay, I, I thought it was a massive underestimation of young boys. That, that we would that there was an assumption that we would go there and just walk over them. And even though I know it was mentioned in um, I think on Monday, Sam was saying it, it doesn't matter if we if we don't get a result here because we've got plenty of games. I get that, but that's not how Guardiola works. We know that Guardiola will always seek to try and, and win any game. And also, yes, it's the derby on on Sunday, but we're not playing Arsenal. We're not playing Spurs. Who are in the top part of the table. So actually. My thought was the, the selection should be should be about giving players minutes who need it, reflect what 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 we're going to who we're going to select on Sunday, but also we go for our strongest side that we think will navigate the challenge that young boys present. So I wasn't surprised at Rodri starting, mm-hmm. and I wanted him to have more minutes in his legs before going into what will hopefully be a feisty game on Sunday. Though I have my doubts about that. So no, I, I was pleased that Rodri um, was starting, um, so so I wasn't concerned about his, his, him being in the lineup. Yeah, Take I mean, your feet into the plastic pitch again, Steve, maybe, because possibly, otherwise, yeah. no, he's yeah. had three games out recently, Roger. He doesn't yeah. need resting. Yeah, uh, yeah But, I, like a stop clock, I actually called this one, I think, Pep's not going to just put out, make 10 changes for a Champions League game, the third one no. of the group stage. He's taking it seriously. He wants it nailed down. Doesn't matter what the weekend game is. He was going to make changes, and he did make some, but you could have tossed a coin on who those would be. See, like, Bernardo Silva's like a Joseph buddy, I'd pop, so I assumed he'd probably start. John Stones, for me, was the big one that I didn't mm. want to see on the pitch because yes. he yeah. can pick up... He's He gets injuries, and he's just come back, and he's not done 90 minutes yet, and I think it made sense to rest him, definitely. Rodri, of course, the issue is he's so, so, so important. <laughs> that we, But you can't, you can't wrap players in cut well we know that now you just have to take your chances so I was glad to see him make some changes because I think that was always going to happen but it was never going to be literally a list of eight most important players I think so there wasn't much surprises for me really in the team either well I mean describe him as a coin flip Howard what about Lewis coming in instead of Walker Mm. I would would describe that one as being slightly more than a coin flip it was kind of it's it's a big kind of it's a big statement, isn't it, to put an eighteen? I know he has obviously been selected for Champions League games before, but still, both players were fit. I expected Walker to start. Yeah, but I think I did again. Sounds like I've just blown my own trumpet. <laughs> did suggest in the preview that maybe the ninety minutes against Matoma, he did look a bit fatigued, perhaps Walker. Okay, and I think. I mean, obviously, we don't know. We don't see the stats and the the amber. Yeah, you know, they go into the red zones, don't they? In the orange zones, and there's a chance he was slightly fatigued, and they thought, "Don't take a chance." Uh, there were Alvarez. Pep said afterwards, Alvarez didn't have ninety minutes in it, and Phil Ford had a small problem, mm. which I yeah, I don't know what uh, that means. Let's let's hope he means uh, that. So there were a couple of other caveats. He might have needed the rest. Walker. Other two didn't have ninety minutes in them. So then a lot of the decisions are made for him and Rico yeah I said it's an important game but it still wasn't like Bayern Munich away in a knockout stage so I think Pep still did show some leeway and he can already trust Rico Lewis so it makes yeah it's not an issue for him to put him into the team at all is it in, it was ta- in, it was tactical in bigger sure, games but... than this probably yeah 
Surely it was tactical because we know mm. that we know that Lewis, uh, as the as an inverted right back, occupies the middle and creates a double pivot with with Rodri. If Walker plays, Walker's going to go up and support the, the 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 player playing on the right hand side. Now on this occasion, he played Doku on the right hand side, so Doku was just going to occupy that corner space mm. to, towards the eighteen yard box. And and Lewis, that's not his game. Lewis wants to be occupying the middle. So for me, I, I think there may have been. Um, an eye on the derby. I think Walker will start the derby to try and nullify uh, Rashford's pace. But I think that he wanted, um, um, Guardiola wanted control in the midfield because you saw that, that Nunes in particular and Kovacic sometimes as well was slightly further forward. So he wanted Lewis as that double pivot and Lewis is far better at that in the middle than than than, than, than Walker is. So I thought, the thing about, the thing, the thing that's so remarkable about Rico Lewis is that when he comes on the pitch now I don't think oh this is great that Guardiola's blooding yeah. this young player I just think here's a fantastic player who's just building up his experience I have complete faith in him and uh, yeah so so I wasn't yeah. I wasn't troubled by that but it didn't surprise me at all that I think Walker will be safe for the derby Picking Rico Lewis is just like picking a case and ever can or pick putting yeah. Diaz in and yeah. not Guardiola it's just a decision but yeah the tactical argument you put forward makes total sense yeah but I mean I agree with both of you completely as it comes when it comes to Lewis but that there is also the counter argument that he's 18 years old no matter how good he is no matter how how much he's kind of earned our trust he's still it's 18 year old lad winning a man of match award in a Champions League game getting picked over Kyle Walker it's phenomenal and because we watch him week in week out perhaps we're just getting to that stage now and, and certainly our conversation here suggests this that we are this is now the reality of Rico Lewis. This is who who we know him to be. But we should never forget that you know it's it's unbelievable, really. You know the I leaps mean, and it, bounds he's making. It is, and and there's something incredibly assured about him and mature, and he seems to be super patient as well. I, I think that that does distinguish him from a lot of the other younger players who've come through the academy yeah. pre- previously. Is he shows that level of patience. But I, but I think it's in his character. It feels like it, 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 it's in his makeup that there's a there's a calmness to it. Even though he plays with this incredible dynamism, there's a calmness in in the way he plays. And so, yeah, as I say, I, it, and as Howard says, it, it it just feels like rotation more than let's blood a young player. I, th- I think he's gone way beyond that point now. I, you know, I agree. Yeah, I, I think we, we 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 can respect him as he's he's not the first name on the sheet. But he, but he's an absolutely fully functioning deputy if he needs to come in for anybody. He we don't them. have many first names on the sheet, really, because we have seventeen. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening to the first fifteen minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our content, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes, and much more, go to ninety three twenty dot com to sign up now, or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.